Well, this is rather a weird picture. The image is one which attracted the admiration of the surrealist painter Salvador Dali, you may, perhaps may not, be surprised to hear. It's a painting of two young men lying on a barge in the middle of a river and looking sort of unhappy, very unhappy. And it's one of those northern European grey days in which not only the sky but the whole landscape seems to exist only in shades of watery grey and the effect of the whole is not in any way cheerful. The young men look in some respects quite comfortable. Their barge has been nicely fitted out as a double bed. It has a large bed head covered with a black cloth and against this are placed two nice plump and comfortable looking red pillows. However, in spite of their seemingly tranquil existence, the two young men look thoroughly disconsolate and there are very good reasons for this. The artist Everest Vital Luminet is not nowadays a well-known one, but he was a very popular French painter in the mid-19th century and he made a speciality of subjects from early French history, either the period of the Roman occupation or the early medieval period when France was ruled by the Merovingian kings. And that's what we have here. The young men are, as the title of the painting tells you, the sons of Clovis II. And Clovis II was one of the Merovingian kings of France who ruled in the 7th century AD. The story which resulted in the sons of Clovis II ending up in this barge bed floating on what is in fact the River Seine on a rather grey day is rather a horrible one. And in order to tell it to you, I have to turn to an early 17th century manuscript housed at the Abbey of Jumiège. It's rather hard work in Old French, so I'll paraphrase. Clovis II set off on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and in so doing he left his kingdom under the charge of his queen, whose name was Bathilde. She was also a saint, so we can call her Saint Bathilde. Unfortunately, no sooner had Clovis departed than a group of noblemen raised a rebellion, and at the head of their army they placed the king's two eldest sons. Horrified by this, Bathilde immediately sent messengers to inform the king of the situation, and the king lost no time in returning and promptly defeating his son's army. The rebel noblemen were tried in the courts and sentenced to death, but the courts didn't want to pass sentence on the royal princes. That had to be left to the parents, and more particularly to their saintly mother. So Bathilde's judgment was that the princes should be hamstrung and set afloat on the Seine, and thus left to their fate. To be hamstrung means to have the large tendons which you have at the back of your knees either burnt away or cut. And besides being excruciatingly painful, this means that the victim completely loses control of all the muscles below the knee and is thus totally crippled. Given that the situation of the princes was almost inevitably going to lead to a slow and horrible death, it seems a harsh punishment, especially when inflicted by their mother. But the saintly queen was thinking not of her son's sufferings in this world, but of their potential sufferings in the next world. And thus she considered that on balance she was doing them a favour. The fact that there is a little shrine at the end of the boat is doubtless intended to remind us of this pious thoughtfulness on the part of the Queen. And Batiel's dilemma as Queen and Mother is also evident in a rather pathetic way from the fact that the princes have been sent off to their horrible fate, neatly propped up against two very comfortable-looking pillows. Now in France, this is a very famous image, in part because there is another version of it in the museum at Rouen, and in part because that Rouen version was much illustrated in school books and in encyclopedias as an illustration of the day-to-day life of the Merovingian period. It's really something of an icon of a certain kind of late 19th century French salon painting which appealed, as so much of our own cinema does today, to a taste for the horrible. The title of the painting in French is Les Énervés de Jumiège, and this means the hamstrung of Jumiège. And it refers to the fact that the prince's barge supposedly ran aground near the abbey of Jumiège, princes being taken in by the monks and finally becoming monks there themselves. At this point, according to the legend, they were reconciled with their parents and Bathilde generously endowed the abbey. 
Actually, this is about the only thing in the story which actually seems to be true. Clovis and Bathilde were, in fact, great benefactors of the Abbey of Jumiège, but Clovis himself was no older than 23 when he died, and so it's impossible that he ever had any sons old enough to lead an army. The 17th century manuscript weaves a story from a variety of snippets of historical information, some of which may contain elements of truth, but the whole construct turns out, in all probability, to be no more than a colourful and gruesome legend. 